This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my co-host, Bree Tucker. Why, hello, hello, buddy. How are you? <laughs> we're we're talking about relaxation today, Bree. Something that you Something always that tell I me. love to talk about. There is you not love- nearly enough relaxation <laughs> in my everyday. In your everyday. And you're always telling me I need to relax more too. I know, right? Like I was I try to just do um, a restorative yoga class once a week on Fridays. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like at five o'clock at the gym that my husband and I belong to. And I'm looking at it on my calendar going like, I want my restorative yoga. So because it's five o'clock on a Friday, you know, it's a very specific crowd they're going for. <laughs> yeah. The people who need to relax and unwind at the end yeah, of the week, well, probably. That also don't go out on Friday night. So that they go out on, Have we become that? Have we become the ones who don't go out on Friday nights? Are we like... It feels old. I, I do have to. I do have to reschedule. Like I, that is why we were missing it so often. Is that we did try to go out on Fridays? And granted, it was. I'm going to say older excitement. We would go to dinner. That's what know, we would do. Going to dinner is like the most lovely thing in the world. Like I, I love the process of going to dinner. But you know what's really hard on going to dinner when you're there, and you're with your whole family. Not like not just your partner, like your kids. Let's call them out here. Your kids. And you sit down to this meal you're really looking forward to. And the first thing is like, I don't like anything here. I'm not going to eat anything. I mean, that totally throws all of the relaxation from dinner just out the window. And you're like, margarita. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I need one right now. (laughs) Pronto. Pronto. Cadillac, yes. Yes. Double? You got one? Okay. 
It's funny. I don't even order the Cadillac margaritas because I feel guilty. It's too too fancy of a margarita for me. I know. Isn't that weird? Like You are I'm worth totally the weird. upgraded tequila, Joanne. I, you are worth it. I am worth the $2 upgrade on the tequila. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you're saying. If we're going to go into like talking about food, I'll have a dish that I want to get and it's like $2 extra for shrimp. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if oh, it's, it's worth if I, that's so much. It's so much. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? The it's things like, that you, we... That things we, we feel guilty about, right? It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, no wonder it's we have such a hard time relaxing when like, so I see it in myself, like the things that bring me joy, I feel guilty and shameful about, but they're not bad. They're not bad things. It's, it's not going fair. out for a nice dinner, having a margarita, going somewhere without my kids, like all great things, but it's almost, I know in my heart of hearts that my family members don't enjoy those things as much as I enjoy them. And that hampers my decision-making about whether I should go and do those things. That's, you know what good. I mean? I do. Like I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm in a slightly different stage than you at this point, since I have nothing but teenagers and I'm the one who's begging them to hang out with me. Please, I'll go anywhere with you. Just let's go. But I do remember that very much so. And it's hard when like you want to do stuff that it, it, they may, it, they don't do it, but like in our head, we're like, oh, they, they make me feel guilty. So I'm just not going to do it. And really that's kind of a scapegoat. Like, yeah. because we're the only ones, as much as we hate to say it, we're the only ones that can make ourselves feel guilty. And it's true, but we all do it. We all do it. None it, of us are special or, or defective because we all have this feeling of guilt. You're right. This feeling of guilt. And I think it's more sometimes for some people than others, especially if yeah. you struggle with anxiety, which both mm -hmm. you and I struggle with anxiety and you hear it and you're like, oh yeah, everybody's anxious. And you don't realize like you don't put into it that, hey, anxiety is a clinical diagnosis and there are things to help with it. There are tools and strategies to help with it, not just mindset strategies, which are really, really great, but also medication. Medication's an okay tool to use for anxiety. And like one of the things is anxiety is always feeling you need to be on the go and you can never relax. And it, it definitely plays into my life for sure, for sure, for sure. Because a lot of my guilt is I, I can't relax like my body. I'm, my mind is always going. It's like filled with things that I should be doing something else. I can't let things go. Like some people who may not be struggling with anxiety, they can let things go easier. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm there with you. I can't like it's except for my body isn't the problem. It's my mind. My mind won't stop and I excessively worry. I have obsessive thoughts about it. Luckily, my husband will let me tell it to him and I'll be like, okay, I know this isn't real, but I'm terrified that this is what's going to happen. and. And then, and then what happens to me is I get the opposite. I get the paralysis. Mm. I get the thing where I can't move. Like I just crawl oh. under my, my covers and I just like crawl under my covers, under my, my pillows and everything, my, my heavy blankets. Remember I was making that joke the other day. We have blankets. Mm -hmm. I hide under blankets and I just let the obsessive thoughts just go there. But yeah, I just can't, I can't move. <laughs> I get them too. And mine comes out with, um, social, like I just go on my phone and usually oh, yeah. I'm on my phone and I 
like it's almost a mad clicking through things. Like I'll click to a news site and I'll read like a news article here. And then I will go check like our sales at No Guilt Mom. And then I'll go to like Facebook and see if anyone's commented here. And then I'll go back and check our sales. And it's like this, this crazy thing because I don't want to think about the thing my brain is thinking about and I want to let it go. And that makes it so hard when people say, oh, you just need to go relax. And I'm like, do you know what's going on in my yeah. head right now? How am I supposed to go relax? Like, <laughs> I know, right? Like how, yeah, yeah it, relaxing is not that easy, which is actually why we are talking about this today, because relaxing is not an easy thing to do. And if you are able to to do it, you feel like some, the alarms start going off in your head that you're forgetting something mm-hmm. or that you're putting people out because you're mm-hmm. relaxing. Oh, that's a big one. It's tough. <laughs> it really is. So like, so that's what we're going to be talking about today, right? We're yep. going to be talking about the best you can do because nothing's perfect, but we'll talk about that too later. <laughs> but <laughs> right. Just that we've got to find a way to relax and that we can, and that we deserve to do it without feeling guilty. We really so you're do. hearing this episode from two women who struggle with relaxation. And yes. so we know these tips are going to really, really help you. Uh, so on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids. And we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. Yeah, relaxation is really hard. Can't even like start into it because I have such a fight against it. Well, I mean, you have a really good story you've you've shared before and I can share the feeling where one time you sat down on the couch, something about after dinner and your husband was doing the dishes and you were like, is this okay? Like mm-hmm. you felt this overwhelming need to ask for his, his approval that it was okay that you sat. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that it is good to talk about because a lot of times, especially when in, in calm and happy parenting and in balance, we really encourage people to let go of things in their house so that they're not the only ones doing everything. But something to follow up with that is that once you do let go of things, you do have these overwhelming feelings of guilt that you should be doing more and something must be wrong and you're taking advantage of others while you sit on your ass and on the couch and let all of these thoughts go through your head. And yeah. it's really hard to relax or enjoy other people doing things when they're happening. Yep. Yep. Especially when you have, and I think there's an added factor into it of being a mom, because a lot of times we're the default parent. We're the go-to, especially for things like the social emotional aspect for our kids. Right. And so they just feel like we're always on, like they're feeling sad. They want cuddles. I'm going to come straight over to you. Like, mom, I want you to come over here and sit next to me. Mom, I want you to come play this game with me. And we feel so guilty if even a titch in our head is like, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Comfortable. Oh my gosh. I was watching right? The Crown last night on the couch. And uh, I love this uh, season. Like, it's so good. Oh my gosh. This <laughs> season's so good. And so what happened last night is that my, my son and my husband were at a Cub Scout meeting. And uh, my daughter had just had a dance concert and I'd come home and she had homework to do. 
<laughs> and and we're, I'm watching the crown and she's here on the couch beside me, but she's looking at YouTube and the noise of her YouTube is seriously bugging me. Like it's seriously bugging me. <laughs> That's dual screening. We learned that. We learned that from Devorah and I don't like that. But she wasn't watching it. It was not. She did not want to watch it. But she, she was there in your space. Okay, she was mind. there Sorry. in my Sorry. space. Okay. But it's true. She was there in my space and like hearing hearing the noise and stuff. And I love having her by me. And I had a very hard time being, hey, babe, can you go watch that in the other room? Because it's like, it feels like. I'm neglecting my duties as a mom because I have this teenager right in this moment of time who wants to occupy the same space I do, but I don't want them there with the noise. It comes back to the, okay, I'm sorry, but I think that 100% comes back to that thought process that if you're, cause we get told all the time, enjoy what time you have. They grow up mm -hmm. so fast and I get that they do, but you have a right to have a feeling like I'm done. Do we not tell, uh, do we not tell our, our moms and parents, like acknowledge your kids when they're telling you that they're upset, acknowledge your kids when you're telling, when they're telling you that they're done with a certain activity, but yeah, mm -hmm. we're not allowed to feel like that. We're, we're not, not allowed. That's to say true. That. It's true. No, you're yeah. totally right. Like we, sh we are allowed to say that. I was about to say, we should be allowed to say that. And I figured that's like, that's just a habit taking effect, a habit yep. of being, oh, I need to spend all this time. And it takes time to retrain your brain for those things, which I think is a point of getting your brain to relax more and getting your body to relax more is like right now we're in a habit. We're in a habit of always doing something. And your brain yep. likes to go back to your habits because it doesn't have to think as much like all of those neuropathies are already there. It just yep. does it on autopilot and it takes conscious thought to change it. Hey all, it is Joanne and Bree here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? 
And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, which gives me hope that I can learn to relax. There are, we all can learn to relax. Like it's Mm -hmm. just, but, but like you said, it, it's, it can't just, it's not as easy as like, I swear I want to like just throat punch people that are like, oh, it's not that hard. You just sit down and you relax. Oh, really? Really? Like you just said, like the racing thoughts, everything else that's going on. Like you, you can't just make it all go away. And like you just said, if you've been doing something a certain way for a long time, your family has those expectations of those behaviors and or those roles happening, you have those expectations of those roles and those behaviors happening. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's so, really hard. Like give yourself credit that the journey you're about to go on to find your way to relax, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. And like the first thing that's really helped me relax more being someone who is anxiety troubled challenged. I'll say challenge. Anxiety prone. It's not a trouble. Prone. Yeah. Anxiety. I think it's like a challenge to deal with. Um, but it's to prioritize the time to yourself to relax each day. So like I have, I love reading thrillers and I love reading them right before I go to bed. A good and, murder mystery really oh puts my me gosh. to sleep. A good, no, it's yeah, not well, It's hilarious. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> it is true. I just, I giggle because it's like people that can watch those like true crime documentaries about serial murders. And then they're like, oh, it's time for bed. And you're like, really? You just saw somebody eat someone else and you're ready to go to bed? Yeah. It <laughs> but, like calms me down. It's really weird. I can't it, like, so it everybody comes has with, like two things. things. Where if I'm in like the exposition part of it and like I'm, I'm not at the total climax I can read the murder mystery before bed. It doesn't uh-huh. interrupt my sleep. If I am in the climax, oh my gosh, I will be like two hours reading and I'll go to bed late. Right. Because I'm like, what happened? What happened? That's what's meant to happen. So yeah. That's what's meant to happen. Yeah. So I, I'm reading right before bed and I am I hold it pretty dear so that when my, for instance, my husband and daughter were up last night, they were decorating cookies for her class project. And I was like, I want to go read. It's my reading time. Good night. And that has taken a long time for me to say that I need that time. I, I get that time. It makes me happy. And I'm going to take myself out of this activity that I see you all are doing and that I feel totally guilty that I'm not treasuring these moments, all of these moments, but this is what I need to make me happy. So I'm going to bed. I'm reading. I'm very proud of you. That was a hard thing to extract from. It, that is it's a, like, it's so many things because like, again, like you said, like it's this time it's memory making, but it, there's plenty of other memory making that you have done in life. And guess what? There will be more memory making that you will do in life. Well, yeah. It's and like okay. the whole, the whole, like getting deeper into knowing how you react to things, I think is very, very helpful because mm-hmm. I know personally that I need sleep. And if I don't get sleep, I am grumpy. So really, I'm saving everybody by going to bed. You are because when you're, I always say this, like if there is an empty cup, you have nothing to give anybody else. Yeah. You just don't. But I mean, it, 
so I'm I'm looking while we're talking on on the screen like you had this really cute little reminder of the day that says rest counts as work. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of our first guests on the podcast, we talked to him his book was about rest. Alex uh, Su Jungping. There he goes. Yes, I knew rest, I knew yes. you'd remember. So <laughs> yeah, and he talks about all these amazing people that accomplished so many amazing things in the world all because they prioritized and gave themselves time to rest mm-hmm. and relax consistently within their lives. Most of them, it was like a daily routine he talked about with us, but just how like, it's important. You need it. Your body needs it. Your brain needs it. And it makes it just, you're better for everybody. Yeah. Best, the best you can come forward. I've been thinking about that a lot as we delve more into like the research behind relaxation. And I'm like, I wonder what my brain would do if I let it relax. And usually during those relaxation times, I come up with these like crazy ideas and like fun things to try. So I just need to try to do that more often. You know what I think that would be really a fun activity for you and I to go do? And I think you've brought it up before and I'm not sure what I've said. Sensory deprivation. Like we need to go with oh, like, the float, float spa. So I the like bird. that. You have you have taught me to put time in for relaxation. And while I'm not as good as you yet on being very consistent on doing it daily, I do think I'm good at telling my kids, no, I need to relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also at least have started putting that yoga on my calendar. Like I said, I was looking at it because we forgot to get our tickets last night, but Mm -hmm. it's on my calendar. It's there. I could go to it and not feel bad because it's on my calendar. Do you feel like you need it on on your calendar to like, I need it it on my calendar because I forget everything. I literally Uh have a reminder on my calendar to open the hall closet the night before my sweater party to get out the decorations. Like that is how forgetful Brie is like, I stash them in a closet and I'm afraid I'm going to forget where they are. So, mm-hmm. so that's why it's on there. I, I have to put it on the calendar because it helps me remember, but I guess you're right. I'm, I'm kind of giving excuses right now. Part of it is because that validates it for me. It's on mm-hmm. the calendar. It's a real thing. I can do it. Yeah. Well, whatever gets you to that point, like, you know, I, <laughs> I can't relax either. So if I schedule it, it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen. Which brings me to like the next thing that really helps me is to find a phrase to say to myself when I'm feeling those feelings of guilt for relaxing. And like what you said, rest counts as work is a really powerful phrase because I'm here, I'm relaxing and I'm like, I need to be doing this. I'm like, rest counts as work. And the thing that makes the difference is like, sometimes you tell yourself that and you don't believe it. Do you ever tell yourself those things? You have those phrases or you're told those phrases, but you don't believe it. Like your body fights against it or your psyche fights against it, right? Like your whole body, like you can feel the tense. If I say rest counts as work and I'm still tense, my body doesn't believe it. My mind doesn't believe it, obviously, but I don't feel it in my body yet. And so with these mantra, these mantras, I've taken it a step further and I'm like, okay, rest counts as work. Nope, still tense. And I like say it to myself until I can like relax the muscles in my body. And I'm like, rest counts as work. And I'm like, okay. That's good. It's like, I believe it now. But I'm it's like a conscious think. relaxation of muscles that I have to do. Yeah, I guess I do have that. Because I could think about like times when I've tried to rest and then I'm like, oh, but I should be doing X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. then eventually like my legs start shaking because then I'm like, you know, you're tapping your foot really fast or I start like playing with my pen and I'm clicking the whole time. I'm just like, okay, I need to get up and go do something. And I just go up and do it. So you're right. I do have that issue. I guess I didn't, I, I thought it was more paralysis, but I could, maybe I'm an equal, equal opportunity anxiety person. I can do both. Well, <laughs> if you, you need fight against it, 
like it's almost like that friend or like you parent a child, like you're almost parenting yourself where your kid's like, no, I didn't do good. And you look them in the eyes and be like, that was amazing. You are amazing. That was great. right. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I had that experience very recently. And like, you just have to say like, you just need to accept this. Say thank you. Like, yeah. You. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. That is a big so, one. You need to. So I like that. Rest counts as work. That should be a good mantra. But another mantra I would say that you do a lot is the best mom is a happy mom. The best take care of you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you See, have to smile when you say it. Because if you're like the best mom's a happy mom, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's not believable. Let's try it That's again. The best mom's a happy mom. And you're like, you have to feel the happiness. The best and you have to click your mom. heels three times. No? Oh, yeah. wait, that's something different. Yeah. <laughs> if it works for you, it works for you. <laughs> exactly. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Whatever takes you to that place where you believe what you tell yourself, it's all good. Yeah. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Well, which that one takes us into our next one. You need to acknowledge the fact that you deserve that rest and relaxation. So don't just say it. You already were talking about, you got to believe it. You do. You have to believe it. And it's, that's that's hard, easier said than done, I think. It is. It's that perfect mom syndrome we were talking about. Like, we all feel like we need to be there 100% and give 100% of ourselves to our family because that's what a good mom does. That's mm-hmm. what a, a good spouse does is that they are there for everybody all the time because that's what makes everybody say, oh, so-and-so is an amazing person. They're always doing everything for everyone. Oh, that is the biggest pet peeve of mine ever. It's like the biggest somebody, pile of bullcrap in the world. It is. Like when somebody, I remember they did this on Dancing with the Stars with, uh, I can't remember his name, Johnny. It was an ice skater, but his whole package they said, 
oh, like my mom did everything for me, got me to ice skating lessons. And so then what's the reasonable jump and and like, what's the reasonable conclusion? Oh, because his mom gave up everything for him. Now he's a famous ice skater. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Right. That's what would go through my head. I'd be like, oh, I don't do enough for my kids. They're not going to be professional anything. Yeah. And that's horrible. It's so, right? so horrible. And I mean, I it's great believe- that he has gratitude for what his mom gave up. Yes. But let's also look at the fact that that was a, that was a lot. That was a lot. It was, I mean, it, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around. And it's a hard thing to like be as a parent too, because like I saw my mom never take any time for herself whatsoever. She would come home and then she would cook dinner. Um, and then she would basically like, collapse with all of us in front of the TV. And that's, that's how it went. And she had these goals, um, and she's still working on them about, you know, working out or whatever. And I would tell her, I'd be like, Oh, why don't you just like go to the gym after, you know, work? Cause it's right there at your hospital. Um, which can we just like put a little check next to unsolicited advice? People don't like that. (laughs) Thank you, Joanne. but my 15 year old self didn't know (laughs) you were a kid you were trying to offer support i was trying to be quote unquote helpful um but she uh said she just never had the time for it and i think when we tell our kids like we don't have the time to relax that it really starts shaping their brains and that they don't have the time to relax either yeah and so if we see our kids really really stressed out the best thing we can do is relax ourselves and yep. take that time for ourselves because yep. telling them doesn't help. No, that moves us into number four. Four. Four practice is feeling practice, relaxation. Yeah, practice feeling relaxation in your body. So what are some ways that you practice feeling re- relaxation? Because this is a hard one for me. So I've been doing the same sleep meditation for over a year now. It's on the Peloton app. It's like Kristen McGee. And I play it every night before I go to bed and it helps me fall asleep. So I've memorized it pretty well. And one of the things she does is the progressive relaxation where you start at the top and you're like, okay, loosen your forehead, relax your forehead, relax your temple on your brow. I don't know how to do your that. Mouth. Like, do you feel right now, like put, go to your concentration on your forehead? Like, do you feel tension there that you can release? I don't think so. I, I'm no. just, in general, that's why I always, ha- I have a hard time with the feeling relaxation because I don't understand how to... I can relax my jaw that I feel tense mm-hmm. and well, I can like, relax my shoulders, but everywhere else that you go through that, that I have a hard time with. I'm sure well, maybe it would help to better. tense the muscle. So like you would get better realization of what the muscle is and what it feels like tensed. Like, can you tense your forehead right now? Like raise your eyebrows. Like this? Yeah. Raise your eyebrows and now relax them. Do you feel a difference between the tense and the relaxation? I guess a little bit, but I don't know how I would do my temples and everything else. I'm just saying that's a struggle for me. That one is a yeah. struggle for me. Yeah, how to re- literally relax all the muscles. And I don't think like you'll ever be perfect at it. Like I'm not perfect at it. There's still things like when she's like, relax your neck. I can still feel tension in my neck. Like I don't know how to relax it, but I think it gets better over time as you get more realization. That's what I was going to say. Like you said, you've been doing it for a year. I would expect that you would have a little bit more awareness of, of the tense muscles than someone who hasn't been doing it consistently like me. So yeah, it's a really interesting practice because you're right. I wasn't as good at it, but now if I'm feeling really hyped up, am I tense? And I could feel right now my shoulders are tense. My brows right here are tense and I can just relax them a little bit. 
I really so. do want to get better at that. My husband is really good at biofeedback and like being mm-hmm. able, he'll be like, I have a headache. Just give me like five minutes. He'll lay there and he'll like be like, okay, all better. And I'm like, how did you do that? Biofeedback, yeah. babe. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I need to learn that. Biofeedback so. is amazing. I don't know how to do it, but I'm very Maybe we just make him teach us all what do. <laughs> Yeah, I think you need to be like hooked up to a machine where you see like your pulse rate and everything um, to learn how to do it. No, At least I know that's not how he did it, but no. he is a special dude. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it, I have it's so, like I did see one where someone was talking about feeling the pulse in your fingertips and how you can start there and working your way for the biofeedback. But anyways, I'm getting off on a tangent here. Already I'm like putting my pulse on my fingertips. And actually you're not too much on a tangent because our last tip for relaxation is to be aware of comparisons to other people. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) So it was like perfectly gone in, perfectly go in. That's what I was trying to do. That was was what I was trying to do the whole time. It was intentional. Giving an example. <laughs> Intentional segue. Yeah. Cause I mean, when we look at how other people relax, we're like, oh, that's not possible. <laughs> or, or we see people accomplishing things and we think that to accomplish those things, they're working and they're hustling all the time. Like we don't know the backstory. And so right. we can't compare ourselves because we don't know what they do. We don't know what's real, really, especially if we're looking at online or even talking to someone because people are extremely selective and aren't actually aware of what they're doing. Like, that's the interesting thing. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's, it's all about that. The fact that we compare ourselves to other people and we think that we're less than if we can't do what somebody else is doing. And like you just said, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And we also don't know if it's really as well as it looks like it, I could make my background on this, like on this recording look fantastic and my hair, my makeup and actually be sitting here with my bed completely a mess, everything just shoved off screen, but it looks nice. And you think, oh, how does she keep her room so tidy? Because she pushes the rest of it off screen. That's how. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You can't really, you can't trust it, nor can you trust people's retelling of it because there's that whole thing. Like I forget the psychology study, but you know how you can't trust eyewitness events, like somebody retelling it because everybody has a different interpretation based on their own biases and how they see the situation. That actually reminds me, we talk about that in Common Happy Parenting, right? About the first conversation, which is the conversation that's going on in your head, right? Yep. The first conversation is what's going on in your head. And then the second conversation is what's going on in the other person's head. Which you have no idea. Which you have no idea, but you tend to make it up anyways because you think Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then three, it's what actually like, what are the facts? Just the facts, ma'am. These are the things actually happen. And I think that that happens a lot in comparison. When we're dealing with comparison, a lot of times we get stuck in that first and second conversation of like Mm -hmm. what that person's thinking, what they're able to do, why can't I do it? And then so on and so forth. Yeah. We also have confirmation bias as well. It's that bias that, you know, if you're shopping for a red Toyota, that you start seeing like how many red Toyotas are on the road. But we do that with our thoughts as well, where if we're thinking, yeah. oh my gosh, they're relaxing so much and I need to relax. Oh my gosh, look at them. Look at She's them got taking it. a spa day. It's yeah. so easy for them. It's so easy when really you don't see that everything else around them because you're only focusing on the one thing about your need to relax and how somebody that you see is relaxing, but it's not the whole picture. 
Yeah. And let's also add in the fact too, like we talked about earlier, it takes time people. And like we just were mentioning too, it also takes different stages of life. It's going to need, you're going to need things. You're going to need your relaxation to be a certain way or the circumstances to be in a certain way when you've got really little kids versus like elementary kids versus high school kids versus college kids versus the adult kids that never go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the yep. many different phases. So, so there are all of these things like we can all work on to relax better. Even when we have that feeling in our body that we just can't do it. It takes practice. I'm learning it. Bree is learning it. But you <laughs> can it's do it without take time. Yeah. And you can do it without guilt. People we're telling you, we're giving you the, here's my magic wand. Bling! You can do it without guilt. Do it without guilt. If only that worked. <laughs> magic wand. <laughs> you deserve to do it without. Yeah, how about that? You deserve to do it without guilt. You deserve yeah. to rest. Rest counts as work. All those things count. And it's a process. So even if you feel guilty while doing it, that's a normal part of the process. Yep. 100%. So remember, until next time, the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. Everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross-type paint-on-paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking